This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 41 Centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, we review the October 26th show in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at the Carnegie Music Hall, from Weird Al's 2022, The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. How do you get to Carnegie Music Hall? You go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's the other <laughs> Carnegie Hall. We were at the other Carnegie Hall. Not that Carnegie Hall. The other one. Yeah. Right. The <laughs> Not other. the one that everyone's all, like, excited about. It's crazy. There's so many things in downtown Pittsburgh named after Carnegie. Yeah. I, I can't believe they all named themselves after Carnegie Hall in New York City. What a <laughs> good coincidence. Uh, that is really funny, though, that Al's playing Carnegie Hall and then playing Carnegie Music Hall. <laughs> right. So this is the Carnegie Music Hall. The other one is the Carnegie Hall. I wonder how many people, like, like legitimately thought they were playing when they, oh, I'm going to go play at Carnegie Hall. And then they show up at Carnegie Hall in New York City and somebody's like, no, uh, it's the one in Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know, so I I, um, I worked at Proctor's in Schenectady and... Um, if you're not familiar with upstate New York, Schenectady and Albany and Troy are kind of the three main cities in the capital region. And um, Albany's probably 25 minutes from Schenectady. Okay. And in Albany, they had the Palace Theater. In Schenectady, they had Proctor's Theater. So they both start with a P. Yep. Um, you've been to both of those. Yep. Uh, I've been to both of those with you, Dave. Um, both theaters, uh, I know people who worked at both of those theaters, and they both said that people have shown up for each other's shows. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, they show up for a show at the Palace, like, yeah, I'm here to see XYZ. Like, uh, can I see your ticket? <laughs> so I can imagine um, maybe someone did that. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's more I, of a stretch I, than 25-minute drive, but, uh, you know, for now. GPS. I'm surprised that it's taking me eight hours out of my way. <laughs> what a lot of traffic to get there. I knew <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, so a couple things I just want to point out right away. The hotel that we are in gave me the world's squeakiest chair. Yes. So, so I just, I'm doing my best not to uh, not to make squeaks, but it's going to be inevitable. There's going to be squeaky chair noises on this episode. Dave, um, should we even blame the hotel though? Really, it's our intern Frank's fault. I, well, yes. <laughs> I specifically—I didn't know I had to specifically ask intern Frank to request a not squeaky chair, but apparently now I have to from now on. Well, yeah, by not requesting that, Frank just requests a squeaky chair because he's a horrible intern. <sighs> terrible, terrible, terrible intern. Uh, a couple other, a couple things. This is show number two hundred twenty-two lifetime for me, and. Very importantly, on this tour, the re unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour, tonight's show was my show number 27. Woohoo! <laughs> yes. 
And uh, I don't know if you remember what my number 27 was, but it was the Indian Ranch Show. Oh, cool. And I wasn't there. Wherever that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think Al knew where that one was. I don't think that he did either. That, that was the one that nobody knew where it was. That's one that Al thought he was in Rhode Island, and it's really in Massachusetts. That's right. Um, well, congrats, Dave. You made Thank it you. this far. Um, so that means, what, we have two more shows? Yeah. So you're going to make it to 29. Hopefully. Hopefully. Is that a record for you as far as number of shows in a tour? I'm pro- probably uh, not. Maybe right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Frank didn't do a whole graph for this episode. Dave wasn't prepared to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's something we can uh, uh, talk about when we do. I'm sure we'll do like a tour wrap up episode. Uh, um, okay, eventually, <laughs> maybe in February after after those the, shows. The real the official tour is really over. Or the tour is officially over. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so we woke up in Roanoke, Virginia, because that's where we went to bed. So thankfully, <laughs> uh, we woke up in the morning and, and uh, they immediately knocked on our doors and they said, you have stayed in Roanoke too long. You must leave this hotel. <laughs> uh, that's a joke. If you if you heard last episode, yeah, uh, you might get it. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying you'll definitely get it, but you might get it. Um, I was here for all of last episode and I don't get it. You don't? Because they said locals can't stay at their hotel. Oh, so we're officially local because we spent the night in Roanoke? Yeah, that's the joke. Okay. All right. Wow. Um, Sorry, Dave, that it, it was so complicated. <laughs> and sorry, audience. Sorry, it's late at night. It is late. It's uh, after midnight. Uh, it's midnight 30 right now. Um, well, yeah, so... What did we do today? We just drove all day. Yeah, it we? was a long drive. It was... It, we left at the hotel at 9 o'clock, or a little bit after 9 o'clock in the morning, which is incredibly early for us, and we drove all day, and we got here in... We're actually not staying in Pittsburgh. We're staying in Monroeville, which is, I don't know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. And uh, it took us all day to get here. Took, we got here about three or four, or four o'clock. We got here. I don't think we did anything other than drive. I don't think we did we stopped either. For lunch. Yeah, we we had uh, hotel breakfast. Um, so, and uh, they had cinnamon rolls. Did oh, you that's get right. a cinnamon roll? I did get a cinnamon roll. I did too. Okay, uh, it wasn't great, but that'll I, be important later. It will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, we drove. We. Um, we had lunch. Oh, we had lunch. I I went to Sheets, and Dave refused to eat at a gas station. So. I, yes, it was like there's like we we stopped at his place, and uh, you know there's a ton of different options and like really good places to eat. And Ethan's like, let's go to the gas station. And Jackie's like, yeah, let's go to the gas station. I'm like, I'm not eating at a gas station when there's a thousand other legitimate options. But so I I got McDonald's, and they got gas station food. <laughs> Honestly, the gas station food was pretty darn good. Oh, well, okay. um, it's all made to order, and you know, it's it's all fast food. It's all kind of the same crap anyway. Um, but we made it to our hotel, and um, we did uh, part two of of the secret thing we started working on. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> the other day, our intern Frank messed up part one. Of course, so we had to redo it. Um, but Idiot. we. Uh, we took some time. I took a brief little nap, I think, and we uh, we headed out for the concert. We went to Blaze Pizza, which oh yeah, um, that was cool. Which is kind of across the street, but we <laughs> it was, it, legit. It's four hundred and fifty feet away, but it takes five minutes. To get yeah, because it's so confusing. Like at first we're like, oh, we'll just drive there, and then it's like, no, we need directions. It's like so complicated. 
Um, we could while... see it. We could probably <laughs> if we opened up your win. If we opened yeah, up your we window could shade, you could see <laughs> Blaze Pizza, and it it's yeah, it's it's totally out of the way to get there. We we passed a very interesting um, little shopping plaza on our way to Blaze Pizza. Um, and it was uh, three things, uh, I guess the three phases of life. There was the uh, Sniff and Puff, <laughs> which I think was a, a dispensary. And then there was the Beer Lottery Store. <laughs> That's right. Which I'm assuming they sell beer and lottery, or maybe it's... Uh, As some... a beer lottery. It could be. Maybe you go in and, <laughs> and, and if you win your winnings in beer. And then they know their clientele. If you are if you frequent the Sniff and Puff and the uh, <laughs> Beer Lottery, there's also a hospice. Uh, ah, so perfect. You can, perfect. You can have a, a nice time. Uh, yeah, so I think it was your first time at Blaze Pizza. I'm a, was. I'm a big fan of Blaze Pizza. Uh, Kate and I... Used to go all the time when we lived it was like good. I would five totally, minutes away. I would totally go back. It was, yeah, you can either design your own pizza or they have pre-made ones. I went with a pre-made one and it was delicious. Yeah, I always do the make my own. I always put, you know, jalapenos. I did a pre-made one just because I didn't feel like talking to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. The pre-made one would mean I'd have, to, I'd have to talk less to the people behind the counter. Although the people behind the counter were extremely nice. They were nice. And you, you pointed out, you were talking about how... The people uh, behind the counter, a couple of them were wearing, despite the shortage, some bucket hats. Yes! There was a lot of bucket hats today, I noticed. The people be- at the Blaze Pizza, there was, there was two, two, two people behind the counter wearing bucket hats, and then there were several people at the Weird Al concert wearing bucket hats. Yeah. Including the people sitting directly in front of me. That's right. Um, so, so, Blaze- so there may be a bucket hat shortage in the Weird Al merchandise uh, arena, but not in, <laughs> not in the greater Pittsburgh area, That's right. for sure. <laughs> not at Blaze Pizza, at least. Um, I don't think... Was there anything else uh, before we just went to the concert? No, not really. So we parked in the parking garage right next to the venue. And the venue's part of this kind of large campus of like a museum and all sorts of other stuff. All connected. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it was, uh, you know, if we had a a day off in Pittsburgh, I would have definitely come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it seemed cool. There was like an architecture museum, an art museum, dinosaur museum, um, or I guess natural history. Uh, And um, we, we, so we we came out of the the garage and we sort of saw a door, but we weren't sure. We started walking and we saw people with Hawaiian shirts. So we're just like, okay, we'll follow these people. And we're like walking down this very large building with giant glass windows and marble, and uh, <laughs> we, we walked for like half a mile. I felt like it wasn't that far. Okay, but we eventually ended up at the venue. Yeah, and... they they sent us through this. We're standing outside, like confused as can be, uh, where, where we go because it was sort of a dead end. And somebody said, "Oh, you're going to the Weird Al concert." She, how did you know? You're going to the Weird Al concert. Uh, you just go in this building. So we went in this building, and we just kept following other people. And eventually, we we yeah, we wandered our way through, and we ended up in the Carnegie Music Hall. I got really nervous. Um, I don't think I told you about this, Dave, but um, I forgot to leave my pocket knife at the hotel. Oh, <laughs> so it was in my pocket, and they were wanding people and checking yeah. bags. And I was like, "Oh crap! Should I? Because I don't want to lose it. It's, it's like a you know expensive knife." Um, and uh, so I was like, I decided instead of like trying to like be sneaky, I was like, I'm just going to let whatever happened happen and just hope that they're not good at their jobs. 
and I just left it in my pocket, and they wanted me, and nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it, yeah, it's secure. Yeah, again, it's a security flaws at this place because uh, I put everything. They said take everything out of your pocket. I took everything out of my pocket. I put it into my tote bag. They wanted me down, and they never bothered wanding down the tote bag or looking in the tote bag. Oh, so they looked I, in my tote bag, but you no, couldn't see anything, and they're just like, okay. They did not even look in my tote bag or wand it down or anything. Oh, so by I the way, like, I left all my stuff in my pocket, including my knife, no, no. and it didn't beep, so... <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. I don't know what's going on. It's Carnegie... <laughs> it was, yeah. It's no Carnegie Hall. It's obviously Carnegie well, Music Hall. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, so as soon as we went in, all right, Ethan's making a lot of noise over here. Getting some ice and ice solo. As soon as we went in, uh, you flagged. You oh, saw... actually, before <sighs> I'm sorry. Uh, when we were walking to the the building, some guy rolled down his window. Oh and went, yeah, yeah. David Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the parking. We're walking out of the parking garage, and we're walking past, and somebody rolls by, rolls down their window, yells, Dave and Ethan, and then drives away. <laughs> and I was convinced that was the same guy who yelled Dave and Ethan at New York Comic Con, who just was like, oh. Dave and Ethan. I was like, do I know you? And he's like, no, and then walked away. So I assumed it was the same guy. We'll, we'll see if I was quite right. A, quite a far uh, far from New York City. To well, me. the guy who, who yelled at us at New York Comic Con joined our Facebook group and said, hey, I was the guy. Oh. And I believe said that they were going to a show. I mean, probably most realistically, Carnegie Hall. I would, but maybe he got his tickets messed up. And <laughs> maybe he, drove he ordered out to he Pittsburgh. Thought he was buying tickets for Carnegie <laughs> Hall in New York City. And he bought tickets for Carnegie <laughs> Hall in Pittsburgh. Maybe it's possible. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out if if that <laughs> if that ever pans out, <laughs> or if that was just a teaser for no reason why we said that. Yeah, so, uh, all right, can I talk about going into the Carnegie Music Hall now? No, I gotta open my Coke Zero. Coke Zero solo! Okay, now you can. As soon as we got in, uh, you called across the crowded lobby area and yelled, Jeff! Jeff McClelland! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw him with his signature uh, yellow hat. And, um, yeah, he was just standing there and he had a Jeopardy medal yeah. around his neck. And uh, he was the winner. Yes. And he beat, I guess, a fifth grader. <laughs> and he would not confirm nor deny if the child cried. That's right. <laughs> I'm assuming the child cried. I have to assume. Yeah, apparently, uh, <laughs> apparently, he also told us that he got called out for cheating. Yes. And he was cheating because he was trying to give the fifth the grader fifth grade answers. answers. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to help the kid he was win. To help the kid and win. And then he and got in trouble for he cheating. He got in trouble for cheating. But then he won. <laughs> and the fifth grader apparently ended up in, in uh, second place. And the third place person, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't, uh, well, I guess Jeff wasn't helping them cheat. I don't know. I guess not. So, yeah, so uh, congratulations, uh, Jeff. Very cool. And then we also uh, saw Jeremy Samples, show number 8,311 for him. No, 8,312, Dave. Oh, I missed one. <laughs> um, yeah, Alice. we saw uh, Jeremy Samples, we saw Allison Parsons, yep. and then um, a resurgence of Bob Resur Groner. Resurgence of Bob Groner. <laughs> resurgence. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, feel I knew like, he was going to be there. Well, it, you know, it's it's. Uh, I haven't seen Bob since oh, uh, I saw him, yeah. Lancaster. Okay, that's fair. That's I, fair. You know, I saw him in uh, 
We ran into each other at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, I didn't have that. Um, yes, Bob was there as well. Well, we were uh, excited because they were selling venue posters from last time Al was in Pittsburgh from the Strings Attached to her. Yep. And, of course, that's the incredible Warhol-inspired uh, soup can, the Campbell's Soup, that says Yankovic's, Weird Al Yankovic's. Strings attached to her. It's incredible. It looks like R2-D2. R2-D2 yeah. um, it's probably may, maybe the best artwork on the, it's on the VIP It's definitely <laughs> one it's of there. the more iconic ones um, out of any of them. And um, yeah. so we had to pick up um, the posters. So we waited in the long line. We, we bought the posters from Marnie. And um, Dave, what did you do with your poster? Well, let me tell you. Uh, I was wearing, actually, I picked, I uh, you know, they, they sort of sold t-shirts of all these uh <laughs> all these uh venue shirts right the all the, all the, all the, yeah there, there were as a while you could get them after the tour uh and actually one of the ones i did buy and, and i wear quite often is is this one that we just described and of course the artist is none other than jeff mcclelland that's right so uh co-artist co-artist yeah uh and uh since he was there um and you know i decided i would buy one and I asked Jeff to autograph it for me. So uh, I ended up getting number 170 out of 200. And uh, Jeff personalized it to me. He signed it. And he uh, autographed And right underneath he wrote, It's your new favorite number. <laughs> Which is a very deep, deep Weird Al reference. Deep. Uh, well, he said that. And I, I was like trying to place it. And then he's like, it's your new favorite number. And I was like, okay, now I got yes, it. Yes, it's from... <laughs> what was that? Um, Sundance? Yeah, Sundance. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, the, the Sundance channel. Yeah, Sundance uh, channel ads. had at Al do a jingle. And Bermuda talked a little bit about it on one of our episodes, or inch episodes, where uh, they ended up recording multiple numbers yeah. over and over again. <laughs> so 170 over 200 is, is my new favorite number. And uh, it does have a... Uh, that that song does have a sort of a podcast uh, rela- uh, related story to it. Uh, we may have talked about. This, I think I don't we've remember. talked about it before. But uh, if not, if not, this is still a fun story. Even if we did talk about it, it's still a fun story. Uh, that was one of uh, when we were we were talking with uh, Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West. He wasn't Grammy Award winning at the time. I think he was nominated at yeah. that point. Uh, Grammy Award nominated Jim Kimo West, later <laughs> Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West, about uh, you know our podcast theme song. That was one of the uh, songs that we sent him. He said we'd like it to sort of sound like this. So that was that was the only song we sent him. Yeah, that was our inspiration for because uh, we for, sent him the lyrics, and then we were just like, he's like, "What do you want it to sound like?" And we're like, "Something like this." Yeah, <laughs> and then he nailed it. To sound like it, and he's like, "Ah, perfect! I get to and rock honest, out. I love." It. And I think it. I think it sounds if you. You can I can hear parts of you that. You can hear part of it, but he what he did it's I know we've talked about this. It's hard for me to describe and I know you feel the same way, Dave. The way what I was hearing in my head, the closest <laughs> thing that there was to it was that right. Sundance yep, thing. I agree. And Jim was able to do what I was hearing in my head yep. though. Yeah. Was, I don't know how. <laughs> he's he's that's why he's Grammy Award winning. That's right. That's why he's, he's he's awesome. Um, by the way, is 170 your new favorite number, or is 170 divided by 200? Because 170 divided by 200 right. is 0.85. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, thanks for the math. All right, let's. Uh, let me tell you this: this theater, the lobby was gorgeous. 
It was. And uh, once we got into the actual theater itself, that was really ornate, really pretty. It had a balcony really cool. that went all the way, couple, two balconies went all the way around it. It was, oh, it was gorgeous. It was cert- gorgeous like a circle, like a half circle. Yes. Um, gorgeous theater. Uh, very cool. Um, we sat down. We had pretty decent seats. We, we had were, really good seats. Uh, seven, six rows back, row F. And... Um, Steve's side of the stage. Steve's side of the stage. I was all the way over, and there was like kind of a railing next to me. Yep. Um, and then a space, and then... Uh, I mean, there was a space, because uh, Jackie um, wasn't with us for part of Emo. Um, so, but, so when we first got there, it was me, a space, and then Dave, and then like five empty seats. And spoiler alert, no one ever came. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we had the row to ourselves. We did. Um, but we just stayed in our seats because they were so good. Yeah, they, I was fine with it. I liked having the, the railing and yeah. uh, some space on the floor for my yeah, crap. It was a great, great view. Like the the floor was sloped so that yes. you know you can see over the top of the people in front of you. Nothing. I could see the entire band once we get to that part. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't no. see Bermuda. Well, um, but I was sitting. I should have. Um, while we were before emo started. Um, obviously we, you know, we, we spent some time chatting with our buddies and, and took pictures and stuff. But once we actually left and went to our seats, um, we, we were trying to take some pictures to try and get the really beautiful venue mm-hmm. in the photo. And as we're walking back to our seat, this guy sitting on the aisle, I see on his arm, a really cool kind of cartoony rendition of the in 3d cover art. Yeah. Incredible, incredible t- tattoo. It was it was really awesome. I didn't see it. You pointed it out to me. Yeah, but, yeah. You, you had walked past and didn't see it. I'm like, Dave, you got to see this. Yeah. And I told and the guy, I'm like, Dave's the tattoo guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we ended up chatting with him and uh, and uh, the person he was there with. His name was Bill and her name was Carrie. And we just had a wonderful, excellent, yeah awesome conversation. And, and once you said your name, he said like he right. recognized you. Right. And I, I said, well, if somebody has a weird Al tattoo, uh, they need to know about our podcast. So you know, we started gave him some t- some stickers, and then yep. I think once I, once we gave him the the business card, he saw the name and he said, "Oh, you are Dave Rossi. I know that name." And then uh, <laughs> he said, "Yes, I've seen seen your name all connected with, uh, with Weird Al, you know, fan sites and stuff." So so at that point, uh, you know, I ended up taking showing him my tattoo, and we bonded over tattoos, and and it was really cool. So I know he was uh, hoping. And to have Weird Al sign his uh, his tattoo. I don't oh, know to get tatted to get tatted on. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, so so uh, I, I of course let him know that you know that's not <laughs> that may not happen, and he was aware of that uh, based on the rules. But I said, seems yeah. like they've been a little lenient lately. So I said, I said, I said it's the end of the tour. I said I said and I, I, I hope said, he got it. That's I so said, cool. I told, I said Bill, maybe you do a little flirting with a JW or Carrie, maybe you do a little flirting with JW. And they seem to be down with that. So so I don't know. Maybe if uh, Bill if Bill uh you're out there, you can give us an update. We'd love to Yeah, I would love, love to, to know what happened with the I'd tattoo. love to know what happened. I'd love to see it. And I am sure even if uh, you didn't get it signed, I hopefully hopefully you had the opportunity to show it to Al. Definitely. Oh, I'm sure Al would love that tattoo. Al, Al, would, Al would, yeah, I love it. It's so it. cool. Um, so while I guess I missed kind of the end of uh, your conversation with Bill and Carrie because um, I was approached and met a listener of our podcast. Um, again, he was like, Ethan. I was like, do I know you? <laughs> He's like, no, but I'm a, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. And uh, it was Tim. 
Tim. And uh, Tim. he was uh, he was a really great guy. We had a, a nice chat, and um, he was talking about how his wife recently got him Weird Al seriously. And as soon as she got it for him and he saw it, he's like, oh, is this the extended edition? And he's like, yes, it's the one I wanted. And he, because, uh, of course, that's the one where Dave and I are mentioned, like, every other page. <laughs> um, so he requested that we autograph his book. That's so cool. It, I don't it, think we've autographed a uh, I, Weird Al Seriously. First time I've ever autographed a Weird Al Seriously <laughs> book, that's for sure. Weird uh, Al Seriously, of course, the great book by Lily Hirsch. Yes, uh, definitely, definitely pick that up. The expanded edition for sure. <laughs> yeah, both of them if you're a collector, but if you just want to read one of them, get yeah. the expanded edition. Um, really, it's it's like the definitive book. Oh, yeah, yeah. on Weird Al. Um, it's, it's like nothing you know, even comes yeah, remotely close. It's the only Weird Al book you need to read. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so he he was uh, he he was a great guy. He I was great. I only got to talk to him for a couple minutes. I I actually was about halfway through my autograph to to him, and the lights went down, so I had to pull, <laughs> pull out his cell phone, throw on the flashlights, so I could finish oh. signing the book. <laughs> well, we weren't done chatting with him, so I was like, find us after you know, find us after, after emo. emo. Yeah, and, and I don't know what did you write. I wrote. Um, Tim, thanks for listening to our dumb podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Something I wrote. Uh, I wrote. I think I wrote like, "Hi, Tim, Gill and Chill." Oh, nice. And then signed it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he actually, uh, he actually uh, was uh, pointing out how he had a uh, a custom Hawaiian shirt made. And had, uh, oh, with, with his dog with his yeah, dog on it. I forgot that and, was uh, him. Yeah. It was funny because he's like, he's like, and then I met another guy who has a custom uh, Hawaiian shirt with his dog. <laughs> his uh, Oh, and the guy was standing up. So and the guy was standing, 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 standing right there. And so there's another guy. And then later on, in case we forget to mention it, there was a guy out in the lobby with a with another custom Hawaiian shirt with his cat on it. <laughs> now, did Tim say that that other guy with the dog shirt? Didn't he say that guy? It was actually like his sister's yeah, friend's was, dog. Or yeah, something? it was it was a relative's dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's just kind of funny. Like, oh, is that your dog? No, it's it's my sister's right. cousin's neighbor's lawn mowing. <laughs> Text, dog. Uh, yeah. So we um, lights go down. Lights go down. Seven fifty-eight. JW takes it's the stage. Eight o'clock show. So he's back on schedule. Back on schedule. Thank you, JW, for <laughs> fixing that. Um, I was. I mean, if he started at seven fifty-seven, we would have not been able to autograph Tim's book. That's true. <laughs> Um, appreciate that you gave it. I got. Like, I still wasn't able to autograph shit Tim's book completely. <laughs> oh, did you? Well, we did see him after. Email, no, I finished. Did you, I did. Fin- okay. I, I mean, we. we I. Uh, I was able to finish. Okay, good. Um, so seven fifty eight. Uh, JW. I have seven fifty nine. Emo comes out uh, with his Harlequin outfit. Yep. Emo. Emo Phillips exposure. Yep. So I guess that's the. That's, that's what it him. is. That's what it is. Um. At some point, I saw you scribble something, so I figured maybe you took note on this. Um, someone from the audience like yelled, "Call me Mister." Yeah, Butterfinger. just call me Mister Butterfingers. And Emo said, "Oh, just call me Mister Butterfingers. That's my line from UHF." Or he said, "He said he said that's my line from UHF." And then he did it. He said, "Just call me Mister Butterfingers." And he's like, "I wish I had a table." I saw. wish I had a table saw. <laughs> it was great. It was like, this is the first time I've seen him do that. Yeah. I don't know that I have seen that either. So uh, um, so I guess uh, that, that was that was exciting. That was a great moment. That was really cool. 
um, and, uh, and very Weird Al related. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> he ended right at 8.30. Right at 8.30, yep. And um, uh, I brought that. He got a partial standing ovation, which I thought was was uh, was not correct. I felt like he set was awesome and he should have gotten a full, full standing ovation. Yeah, Emo was really on. I, I don't know why. this And this crowd, and I know we kind of we kind of uh, <laughs> went off a little bit on the crowds. In, yeah, we definitely uh, had Rally mixed feelings. And, Roanoke, uh, on them. and they weren't, but this crowd was, I think we agree, this was oh, an yeah. awesome, incredible crowd. This, this <laughs> crowd was, was, you know, it's it's and it's not like the, the first two shows on this little leg that we're doing. The It's not like the audiences didn't have a great time. They were still clapping and, and cheering, but there's just an energy thing. They were and polite. They were polite, but the, 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 the audience tonight, for Emo and for Al, were really just... The people were excited to be there, and people were recognizing songs and, and oh, just yeah, like yeah. cheering. It's it night like, and day yeah. for me as far it as really the, was. the audience. It was. And, um, uh, so it's, it's a little confusing to me why Emo did not get a full standing ovation, because yeah. especially with this audience. Um. So we uh, we got to chat with Tim, yeah, uh, some more. Tim came over and we got oh, a, what a great guy. Good chat with him, and um, uh, before too long, it was ready for the show. Unless you have anything else, I don't. Eight forty seven. I have at the start of the show. Oh, I have eight forty six. Hmm. Um, and uh, I do something funny is that uh, is as the uh, the band was coming out on the stage, uh, I heard somebody yell. Black shirt, yeah. When Steve <laughs> J came out, because Steve J always wears a black T-shirt. Yeah, I noticed that both Steve and Ruben were wearing just plain black T-shirts. Yeah. So uh, black. As shirt, I am right now. As you are, black shirt, yeah. So uh, I just wanted to point that out. I will point out that um, I was I uh, I know Dave you at uh, rally I think wore wore the uh, Cal Poly shirt I got you. Yeah, and, and you tonight you I wore that. my right, Cal Poly shirt. And um, when we were chatting with um, Bill, Bill and, and Carrie, yeah. they re- they understood my yeah, shirt, yeah, yeah. and they, they were like, "Oh, that's so great!" Yeah, they, they're big fans. Yeah, they yeah you they need to be listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you understand the Cal Poly architecture shirt, yes, you should be listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a tattoo on your arm that's Weird Al related, you should be listening to us talk, and you should be our friend. <laughs> so the first song, uh, <laughs> love this when this starts the show. Fun Zone. Fun Zone. Yeah, you know, uh, typically I guess um, for DC for you, and then for um, whichever show they did it for us. I guess it was um, uh, Rally. Rally. He started with Bermuda out there playing drums, and then then the band came mm, out. Everybody was, but everyone came out at the same time. Yep. So I was thinking like, oh, it's not going to be Fun Zone, but then it was Fun Zone. So yeah. I was I was really happy about that. Um, Steve had his sunglasses on. Okay. <laughs> we always report that, Dave. I know. <laughs> You're acting like I, <laughs> I'm talking nonsense here. Um, this was an interesting thing that happened next. Of course, Weird Al came out, uh, and then sat down, and he picked up the jingle well, dingle. Well, before we get there, I think we got to talk about what Al was wearing. Or do I, you... I did not even notice. What was he wearing? Well, Dave, I I gave Weird Al a, a birthday gift on his birthday, 
And he was wearing the Hawaiian shirt that I had made for him. Oh, yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> I noticed immediately. Come on. <laughs> Ethan put together, and I'll let you describe it because yeah. you're more closer, but he put together this amazing Hawaiian shirt, and as soon as he showed it to me, I'm like, oh, Weird Al is going to love that. That is right up Weird Al's alley, and I guess I was right. Yeah, so around the uh, the Albany show back in April, holy crap, that was so long ago, <laughs> um, I met this local... Um, I don't know. I guess you call her a seamstress. I don't know what you call her. Um, who is really talented and incredible at making clothing and things out of fabric. And um, she actually made a shirt for Al and gifted it to him. And he wore it at the Albany show. And um, when she was posting about it online, I'm like, oh, my God, this incredible artist lives locally. And so I immediately reached out to her and I was like, uh, her name's Mora Marks. Um, Mora or Mara um, and she is incredible and I said Mora I, I really want uh, a custom Hawaiian shirt and ideally I would like two I would like <laughs> one for me and one to give to Al so we can have matching shirts um, and uh, so for months since April I've been subscribed to her newsletter what she does is she um, she finds vintage fabric and she turns it into shirts. So she, in her newsletter, will send out and say, you know, some pictures of the new fabric she found. And so I was actually in Toronto when she sent out... I was waiting for the second screening of Weird that we were seeing. Mm. And I saw her email come through and I saw this fabric. And I was like, that is the coolest, most perfect Weird Al fabric I've ever seen. So... Um, I immediately yeah. messaged her. I was like, I need that. Um, I want one for me. I want one for Al. She's like, there's not enough for more than one shirt. And I was like, then, then Al gets it. <laughs> so awesome. I commissioned her right then and there uh, in Toronto, waiting for Weird to start. Um, and uh, she did an incredible job. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> she sent me some nice pictures of it. But she even was able to line it up. So like when you button the shirt the the design is perfect it's That's not awesome. like mismatched or anything that, i love that she she did that on purpose she said it's it's a lot of work but she's like it's if this shirt is ultimately going to weird al it deserves the extra work so yeah. i appreciate her taking the time she even for the pocket um perfectly matches up so you, you probably didn't even notice that al had a pocket on a shirt because it's perfect um so if you want to check out mora's uh incredible um stuff that she makes um if you want to commission a shirt she has some pre-made ones uh, at Mora Marks on Instagram. That's M A U R A M A R C K S. And uh, I got to give a, a a big shout out to Jared Marker. He's our you know the Weird Al Prince guy. <laughs> He's right. the guy who um, collects Weird Al uh, Hawaiian shirts, the ones that um, are the same ones that Al bought. So once I you know commissioned Mara, I was like, that fabric's mine. Here's money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure that uh, Al was getting. Um, the right size and everything. So Jared knows because Jared's given Al a number of shirts that Al has worn on multiple occasions. And so he's like, uh, this is Al's favorite brand of Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. And this is the size. And then he went to the website and they have a listing of the sizing, which literally like sleeve length in like every possible wow. measurement. So I sent that to her and she's like, no one's ever sent me this detailed of a, <laughs> of a sizing chart. Um, so I'm glad to see that uh, Al yeah. 
apparently likes it. I I loved seeing it. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's throughout awesome. the show, I was just mesmerized. Uh, it's awesome. By it, how look, cool. it looks great in the light and everything as well. Like the when the lights go down and the different LED and different lighting that they use on the, the it looks. It, it showed, looks yeah, it showed different. Like yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's a perfect shirt to wear to concert. <laughs> uh, so another. Um, I, I gave also in the he didn't wear it tonight obviously but I did give Al a Cal Poly shirt um, I got one for Joel Miller as well and um, I also had Mora make a bow tie out of the fabric that was left over from the Weird Al's shirt so I gave him one of those too and um, uh, I'm so glad that he got it and, and likes it and yeah. it, it was tough because we couldn't uh, get the gift in to the venue in Raleigh, we had to uh, meet Melissa outside the tour manager, and she brought it in for us. So well, I guess she did her job. She did her job. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Maura. Thank you, Jared. And yeah. thank you, Al. Yeah. Very cool. Very it was really cool. cool. Hopefully, hopefully uh, that's not the last we'll see of that shirt, because that is a really cool shirt. And I, um, I did name it, Dave, of course. I'm, okay, I, I guess you're allowed to name it. I'm allowed to name it, right? I think so. I'm the I namer. Think, I think that. I think I. I'm not going to even. I'm not going to even. Uh, sometimes I question. Sometimes you come up with uh, with choices that are a little bit uh, out there, <laughs> and I wouldn't have gone with. But I, but I'm not going to even. I'm not going to even. You know, I, I, I think you'll like this it, name. But I'm not going to even. I'm not going to even. Gonna, <laughs> let you name this one. I think you'll like this name. The right. name is. You want to do a drum roll on the desk? <laughs> drum roll on the desk. <laughs> All right. The name is the Ethan Allman of Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast shirt. <laughs> Rolls right <laughs> off the tongue. <laughs> so now we just need to get Jared one so he can post it on his Instagram. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Ethan Allman of Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast shirt. Okay. Your name's in there, too, Dave. I know. It's pretty cool. <laughs> 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 okay, now we can talk about the really uh, unique thing that happened. <laughs> While I was still freaking out that Al uh, chose to wear the shirt I got him on stage. So Weird Al picks up the Jingle Dingle, which is the tambourine, and uh, Steve J walks off stage. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's setting up. Uh, we think we know what's what's happening when this when it goes down like this. Typically, it's CNR. Typically. It's, it's just Bermuda, Jim, and Al. And the uh, jingle dingle. So they they go to start to, they go to start the show and uh and uh all of a sudden it's uh Jim starts playing close but no cigar. Yeah. And we're like I, at least I was confused and I was like okay not sure what's going on here, but maybe uh maybe they're doing maybe they're adding tambourine to this. I mean the 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 confusion of what was happening, and I'm still trying to process the the shirt and everything. I was I was very confused, and I just I didn't know what was going on. And, <laughs> and uh, he got got cut a little far into his close but no cigar at further least than like I expected. Five yeah. to ten seconds, and all of a sudden Al goes, "Whoa, wrong song, Jim!" <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Sorry" to the audience. He said, "We've only been doing this for six months." <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Miscommunication. Somebody along the line. Jim didn't get a memo or something. But I think it took about as long for Al to kind of realize right. as it took me to realize. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I could just be like, wait, what? Wait, what? What's going on? Everything is confusing. So we got a five to ten second false start of Close But No Cigar. 
That was awesome. It was cool. And from an audience, yeah, for, from having seen the show as much as we have. Right. It's always, we always love this stuff. Yeah, that's that's what we live for. Um, so then, of course, they went into uh, CNR. Yep. <laughs> um, and... Uh, yeah, so uh, he went to, and uh, we reported this earlier that uh, that uh, on earlier episodes uh, that uh, when he does the giddy up uh, line, he goes giddy up, Gene Rayburn, giddy up. Yeah, and uh, and of course Steve was already off the stage, and Ruben I guess was left. I don't know if Ruben left prior to close, but no cigar or not. <laughs> but I got to tell you that. Uh, and we've talked about it a little bit earlier, but uh, I can see everybody in the band great. I mean, for me, it is always kind of hard to see behind yeah. his drum set, but I could see his drum set pretty decently, and I could see parts of him, you know. So, uh, but Ruben had a wonderful view of him. I had a great view yeah. of Jim, Steve. Steve and was Al. perfectly aligned with uh, Bermuda for me, so I oh. could not see Bermuda. <laughs> so, it was, uh, it was but a- I had a great view of of everyone else. Yeah. Um, so after CNR, uh, uh, finally does play, uh, Al said, how you doing? It's great to be back to my hometown, Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he first, he said, before he even got to the hometown of Pittsburgh, he said, we'll get you a set list, Jim. Don't worry. Oh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't oh, hear that. I forgot to, oh, 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 I had a, I, I, you know, I had a little bit of, um, trouble hearing Al. Really? Um, I think it's just because as he was talking, people were cheering. There was, it was oh, such that's a, true. That's true. It was, it was such an enthusiastic. A, uh, yeah. yeah, it was a very enthusiastic audience. So I during the like talking parts, I usually missed a little bit because people were too busy cheering. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad that you heard that, Dave. That's really funny. Well, before we get too far into this episode, I just want to make sure that you uh, you chose a Dave's pick of the night. I chose a Dave's pick of the night. Okay, good. Now I got to choose one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. But so, oh, uh, we should talk about um, Jackie pointed out. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So <laughs> this is jumping back now. Uh, when when Jackie showed up, she said, "I have something." Uh, right after, right as emo was ending. Yeah, the intermission. Uh, it, right yeah. before the intermission. It, the, uh, she said, I got to tell you something funny. And she pulls up this picture on her phone, and there's a picture of these two people in costume. And she goes, It's Statler and Waldorf from The Muppet <laughs> Show. And if you don't know who those two people are, those are the two people who are up in the balcony, the two old men up in the balcony. And it was two, I guess, younger men that were dressed up as, uh, as Statler and Waldorf. I think one was a woman. Or was it? I couldn't. It really, I think it was I a couple. See, I, it was kind of hard to see here. <clears throat> Because I, uh-huh. I saw them um, in, I didn't when see I them went in person, to so. grab drinks, and uh, I was I was thinking to myself, wow, that those are great costumes, but I had no idea what it was. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, once it, once I was told, then it was, like, obvious. But. Yeah, okay. So well, two people then were dressed up as Statler and Waldorf, and uh, the reason they did that is because they were sitting in the front row of the balcony, <laughs> and they figured, we got balcony seats to wear now. They were sort of <laughs> off to the side, and... Uh, and uh, we could see them from where we were sitting, and uh, you know Jackie got their contact information, and I tried to take a few pictures of them, uh, and uh, hopefully they got the pictures. Yeah, I, I took a few. I tried. Well, I didn't when you were doing it, but at one point during the show, the lighting was just really good on the balcony, so I took a few pictures of them watching the show, so I'll have to see if those came out. Um, <clears throat> okay, so... How you doing? Uh, how you doing? Great to be in my hometown of Pittsburgh. 
Um, give it up for emo. Uh, same spiel we've gotten for emo. Um, and then the this, this same kind of spiel we've gotten for uh, Al Checks' Twitter after the show. And there's always someone who is disappointed they didn't hear Eat It. And they didn't know any of the songs. And he said up front, I want to tell you, we're going to have a bunch of extremely unpopular songs. We'll like this next one. <laughs> and this was a... This is interesting, yeah. It was a unique version of Melody. It was, yes, the, the unpopular song was Melody. And uh, it was very unique because I, I can't think of another time where there really wasn't a harpsichord solo prior to Melanie. No. And there was not this time. There was no harpsichord was, solo. There was even no harpsichord solo. It's just Ruben went right into Melanie. Yeah, because so. usually with the harpsichord solo, it's extended. There's like two distinct parts. Right. Um, there's like harpsichord solo, pause, harpsichord solo... And then he does the little intro ditty, and he yeah. just did the intro ditty. Yeah, it was it was uh, definitely no harpsichord solo called or uncalled. It went right into Melanie. So it was. Uh, it was does that uniqueness qualify as a Dave's potential pick of the night? Well, anything's a Dave's potential pick of the night. Yeah, but is it one that you want to put on your contender list? Uh, I, I, no. Okay, I'm just curious. <laughs> I, you know. You come up with uh, odd criteria sometimes. So, <laughs> but I will. I was happy that uh, it was. It was. It was actually a great rendition of Melanie. So it probably should be on there. It was but, uh, great. But uh, the the uh, I was happy to, that I, that the uh, meow appeared to have come back. Very loud and proud. Very loud and proud meow. And uh, there's something else which uh, which uh, we. T- we jokingly were talking this afternoon to how uh, Ethan should have a tattoo of El Maestro across his forehead. And uh, <laughs> and when uh, Al said uh, the line of Melody, tattooed your name across my forehead, I was, it oh, brought funny. me back to the to that. That's so um, as of right now, Ethan does not have a tattoo of El Maestro on his forehead. As far as you can see, listening <laughs> audience. Uh, <laughs> um and I did notice that um, that sort of like fake out w- when the lights go off. There were some claps. So <laughs> people are just, it's kind of Pavlovian. They're like, oh, s- s- music stopped, lights went out, time to clap. <laughs> um, I didn't really fully get what Al said. I, I kind of, I didn't hear it completely. But I heard him say something like, I haven't played this nice theater and this nice room before. Um, and he said it has a nice vibe. So he was just yeah, he said complimenting he liked, something the room. like he likes yeah. this place or something like that. Yeah, that he hadn't um, played it before and that he liked it. Yeah, and he's uh, I liked it too. And I've never I been here before. I agree. I thought the vibe was great too. I did too. I agree. I, I completely yeah. agreed with everything else said. And uh, then he said he usually uh, waits for later in the show before he does this next part, but he could see people were kind of getting angsty. And it was uh, a drum solo. Drum solo, and it was one hit. <laughs> and then the cheering for the one hit was so loud, I couldn't fully hear, but I could see, and I could make out that Al was saying, John Bermuda Schwartz, what a guy. Oh, I didn't even hear him say that. He's. I, it was very hard to hear, but I, wow. I, I right, feel well, confident that well, it was right. there. If you feel confident, then we'll put it in, <laughs> we'll put it in the spreadsheet. Um. I haven't had an Ethan suggestion in a oh, while. No, you haven't. Um, so um, I'm sure it will take Frank an extra <laughs> second to, to actually locate 
the Ethan suggestion. I'm anxious to hear what your Ethan suggestion is because uh, the tour is winding down. <laughs> There's not much time to implement. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think. Uh, well, maybe in February when they oh, do the makeup true. That's shows. True. That's true. I keep um, forgetting about those shows. You know this. This one is definitely um, an Ethan suggestion that um, only people who listen to the podcast maybe would understand. <laughs> okay. Um, and people have been to multiple shows. Uh, so without further ado. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was uh, Frank. Frank, <laughs> intern Frank, falling asleep at the switch. You didn't hear it. <laughs> you didn't hear it. Oh yeah, no. must have been the crowd. Uh, must have been cheering too loud. It's Ethan suggestions. <laughs> so my suggestion is when Al does the whole spiel about we usually do this later in the show, but you guys are going to answer. He'll do it now. What if he called for a drum solo reprise? Because that does come later in the show. (laughs) So that's my suggestion, Al. Then later on he calls for a drum solo? A drum solo reprise? I guess. Say, Well, since we already had the reprise, now we need to... I don't know. It was just a dumb idea, and and I was also thinking, there hasn't been an Ethan suggestion in a while, so um, put it in. But Dave, do you co-sign? No. Aww. (laughs) Um, so... Next song, they went right into I'll Sue Ya. Yeah! And, uh, I gotta talk about it. Let's talk about it. I mean, the, the, New, New Jersey is a bordering state of Pennsylvania, even though we are on the other side of Pennsylvania, <laughs> from the western end of Pennsylvania. On the east side, New Jersey borders Pennsylvania. So I felt, you know, maybe the audience might feel, feel for New Jersey, their neighboring, their neighboring state. <laughs> However, it appears that only uh, myself and Jackie booed and put their thumbs down for uh, the, that horrible line. Are you sure about that, Dave? I I saw a third person. You did? I didn't. It was me. Oh, you did? I, I didn't too. boo, but I put my thumb oh, down. Okay. Um, and then after I did it, I realized it was an accident. <laughs> but I did do it. <laughs> well... I'll take it. I, I didn't just, see you. I don't know why, how I did not see you. I did it. I did it. Uh, yeah, I did yeah, it. Okay. Um, Go to the videotape and watch that one back. <laughs> why would I lie about that? I don't know. <laughs> I admitted that I did it, and I said I didn't mean to do it. Well, Al picked up his accordion. Well, and... before that, um, Al toweled off his face and... Al must have been dying on stage because I was just sitting in the audience not singing or playing an instrument, <laughs> and I was sweating. It was, so warm. It was warm in that theater. It was theater. very warm. It was warm in the theater. Um, so Al uh, definitely made use of his uh, black towel uh, throughout the show. And uh, yes, after he uh, dried off a bit, he picked up the accordion. <laughs> and he said, you know, drum solo reprise. <laughs> he said, you know, I've been wanting drum solo reprise. And, uh, you know, to get Al back for surprising him, uh, Bermuda did my drum solo, <laughs> and Al just said, no. 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 That was good. And uh, they went, uh, rolled right into When I Was Your Age. Yeah, When I Was Your Age. And I guess, I don't know if we talked about this, but uh, the stage, like the past couple shows we've seen, at least the past couple shows I've seen, including Kennedy Center, the stages themselves have been huge, gigantic stages. And this was a lot smaller stage. They were a lot tighter up on the stage together. So I just wanted to, to mention that. 
Yeah, yeah. and um, there was a curtain behind everything. Yeah, there was um, a black black curtain behind it, which I also haven't seen in several shows. And um, I don't apparently, know. it looked like it looked like behind the black curtain there might have been a pipe organ. Like yeah, you, oh, there was, you, there you was you for sure. The, you could see the the top of the pipe organ. Um, and so I guess to talk about the venue a little bit, we mentioned how the balcony kind of wraps around. Yeah. Um, above the stage is it's a dome, and um, yes. if you're familiar with, um, if you're familiar with uh, pokeballs, uh, <laughs> it's sort of like it's it's a red top and it's a white bottom, and then there's a black stripe. And then there's like uh, a multiple white circle kind of button. This the dome ceiling kind of looked like a half of a pokeball, pokeball oh. with the circles even. Um, cool. And uh, so I immediately was thinking it looked like a pokeball. And during when I was your age, there were some um, red circle lights that yeah. were shining around in the dome, lighting it up the correct color of a pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> I called. I mean. Yes, the song was when I was your age, and uh, yeah, the, the, they definitely had the lights going out all the audience. I called it, unfortunately, a red light torture song because the lights would come down and they would shine directly in my eyes, and <laughs> yes. they were flashing so much they looked like 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 the red lights were flashing like they were police lights. Oh like, wow! And and it was really annoying, and I had to actually look away for mo- most of the song. When oh, I was too bad. So I did not. Uh, that probably will not be a Dave's pick of the night, just because the lighting blinded me. <laughs> yeah, but you love the lighting, Dave. <laughs> but I was excited because I wanted to hear when I was your age, because it's been a while. Yeah, so, no, that was nice. It was a good yeah. song, and it was—I'm sure the lighting looked great, but it did. Not, shining in my eyes, <laughs> it was not. If you could have seen it, you would have loved it. <laughs> if I could have seen the performance, I would have loved it. I'm sure. And I—I I don't want every single thing to be about. Um, Al's shirt, <laughs> but um, with the different lighting, oh, the yeah. shirt just was showing up different, and it was so cool uh, to see it. Unfortunately, when he had the accordion, you couldn't see the shirt as well, uh, <laughs> but you can still see the sleeves, and uh, I, I really, I was admiring how cool it looked on stage. Um, so, uh, Al started talking about how it's everybody's responsibility to be informed, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know... Can't trust the cable news. Uh, the only thing you can fully trust is the weekly Midnight Star. That's right. The song was Midnight Star, and Jackie was very excited to hear this one. I'm always excited to hear Midnight Star. It's such a good one. Mm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of a gross moment, but uh, during uh, the line, you can use, you can uh, use your ESP to learn to play guitar. Uh, there was just all this spit coming out of Weird Al's mouth, and it was getting lit up with the lighting. Oh, I did see was, a lot of uh, spit. Was, yeah, it was tonight, and and it happened several times in the concert, but that was the only one I went, I noted out. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of gross. But <laughs> uh, but, but uh, Jim Kimo West did a really cool guitar uh, solo or ESP it solo. Different. It sounded yeah yeah. It sounded like he really took it to heart. Yeah, and. Uh, I guess the solo aspect, and he just right. he literally did a solo. Yeah, um, and it sounded awesome. Yeah, I liked that a lot. All right, I know what. Okay, I know what you guys are waiting. I know what uh, you guys are thinking. It's the end of October. When are you gonna play one of your Christmas? That's music right. Songs? He said you guys were festive. He said I wrote this song, 1986. Yeah. Luckily for me, it gets more topical every day. 
Yes, Christmas at Ground Zero. It's... I was not expecting. No, to I was get not Christmas either. I was. I, th- I was fully expecting the nice Santa went crazy when he said 1986. I immediately got excited. Yeah, I. You know, um, I. I think when we ranked the uh, the songs, we both agreed we liked the night Santa went crazy more. But it's Did just. We? I thought we'd... I don't remember. Um, <laughs> tell us... When, once we post this episode, tell us in the comments what we said. But um, I I definitely find myself getting more excited because it's it's less likely to hear Christmas at Ground Zero. Yeah, and I, I yeah. love the uh, the atomic bomb sound. And I, well, I don't know. Did you pick whistling. up when that, when that atomic... After the atomic uh, bomb dropped, there was like this vibration bass like that went through the wave. entire yeah. theater. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. That's what it was like in my hat at that one show. Yeah, it was um, weird. It, very weird. It was I love cool, it. though. And uh, I noticed... Um, at first I noticed during this song, but throughout the show I, I continued to see it. Um, Mike, the um, the guy who stepped in after Dana um, left uh, for the conflict on the tour, um, con- conflicting schedule on the tour... Uh, the he's the stage left um, tech or whatever. He was bopping along to Christmas at Ground oh, Zero, yeah, yeah. and I saw him bopping along to all the songs. Yeah. He's... Um. Afterwards, Al said he's been doing a lot of interviews lately, <laughs> and he, there's one question he's been getting his whole career. Al, when are you going to write some real music? And he, yeah. I love I love this joke. Uh, you know, he's like, you know, Kanye West, he writes real music. Um, but mine isn't real music because it's, and then he did finger quotes, because it's intentionally funny. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, and if you're listening to this, you know, not right when we record it, this is right when the whole Kanye West, you know, anti-Semitic nonsense is going on. Yeah. Just got dropped by Adidas. So it's, it's very topical and very hilarious. And the audience ate it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there'll be another Kanye West controversy that, that yeah. Don't, don't worry about it if you missed out on that one. It just keeps getting more, <laughs> more. What did what did he say? Keeps getting uh, more topical every day. Yes. Um, so of course, uh, you know this song. The song was good old days. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's about the joys of childhood, sweet adolescence. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and there's got... also the return of, or the introduction of, the fingernail lighting. Yeah, they were on the curtain. Yeah, and it they was looked kind really of a, cool. a wavy curtain. It, it, they looked very pronounced tonight. They, they, yeah, they, I they loved looked, them. They looked, they looked incredible. I, I tried to take a picture of them, but it didn't come out as well as I was hoping. I think I kind of, I, I kind of yeah, yeah, captured it decently. Yeah. Um, I was at first. This was uh, sometimes the fingernail lights when they show up during a song start off really faint and they get brighter as the song goes, and that was yeah. definitely how it was this one. Um, so good old days, loved that. Um, and then, uh, um, are you guys familiar with the band Cake? Al decided to uh, do the uh, dad joke of the, uh... <laughs> the pastiche about Cake, and he just came out. Straight out of Linwood album, but he wanted to release it back in 1984. But um, the A and R guy from the label said he cannot put it on the 3D album because right. uh, you can't have your cake and eat it too. But um, 
And uh, now for real, Jim got <laughs> to right, uh, real. play <laughs> close but no cigar. Um, I was wondering when that when the fake out happened if we were going to actually get close but no cigar, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, was was Jim jumping the gun or completely yeah, off completely, base? Did he have just a totally wrong set list in front of him? Um, he, you know, he probably saw the C and just thought CNR or uh, close <laughs> but no cigar. Maybe, 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 I, don't maybe I don't know. Um, I counted 17. Um, I actually counted along. Oh, yeah? 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I and got 17, but was interesting. He, he had, I wrote down one hesitation. I said that too. <laughs> after, after number 12, before number 13, he did like a fake out. Yeah, he like went to hit it and he didn't. I and wondered. Did. And I was wondering if, if maybe that. He's if, trying to trip, trip us up. Trying to trip us up, or also, also if maybe that's what happened on some of the other, uh, the other times uh, that you were counting, is that maybe he tried to hit the Riber slap and uh, and he missed it, or he he didn't he hit it, and that's why there's different counts. I don't think that's the explanation. Okay, I think the explanation is that Weird Al is intentionally doing more or less to confuse us. Well, seventeen. I think we, we both we both agree on seventeen it's and been one fake out. Pretty consistently seventeen uh, for okay. a while. There's uh, a Viber slap hits for people who are wondering. And uh, Crescent Moonlights. Yeah, Crescent Moonlights. It looks cool on the uh, curtain because yeah, because it wasn't like a a taut straight curtain. It was wavy, so it was kind of it was interesting. Uh, so then uh, Steve gets up and starts heading towards Ruben, and I think we all know <laughs> what that means. I was excited. Al started talking about... Um... Oh, one more thing about Close Window oh, Cigar. Cool. Right, I was trying to read my handwriting because I was writing... It, it was very hard to, for me to write because it was very dark at RC. It was dark. Uh, so a lot of, I wrote over a bunch of my notes once in a while, but I, I, did, trans, I did figure this one out. And that uh, during Close But No Cigar... Um, the line about the left Manolo, he was pointing at his shoe. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I couldn't extend my leg out like he does, but I did point at my left <laughs> shoe. Um, so, you know, Al said that they're, you know, doing not just uh, Al songs, they're doing some covers this tour, and they're going to uh, do a cover of The Doors. And, <laughs> and then there was Jackie cheered, and I don't think anyone else. I think Jackie was the only one that cheered. And then... Uh, he said, that's the usual response, by the way. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Again, this this song was never officially released. Yep. It came from a third generation cassette tape. Uh, Bermuda gave, gave him yeah. from their performance in 1967 at uh, the Whiskey in L.A. Yeah, and of course it was Craigslist. Craigslist, and I know you called these something else, but the uh, Circle Lights uh, they started out the over Craigslist the... Kaleidoscope Circle Lights. The started CKCs. out started out over the uh, <laughs> audience actually this time and sort of worked their way up onto the stage and it looked really cool. The lighting was incredible. It was really cool. Um, it was, dare I say, spectacular. I don't know. I, I really, uh, I really enjoyed um, Craigslist. I thought the lighting was great. I thought mm -hmm. it sounded great. I thought the phone call was great. <laughs> um, I was really digging Craigslist cool. tonight. Um, it was a fun, fun Craigslist tonight. The coffee shop? Did you get the coffee yes, shop? Yes, the coffee shop was Yin's Coffee on Fort Duquesne. Now, do, do you know what Yin's means? I do not. So there's this, uh, my stepmom is from Pittsburgh, and there's sort of, I don't know what they call it, like Pittsburgh Ease or something. Okay. Where there's, like, they literally sell, like, um, dictionaries that have... You know, Pittsburgh words in them. Oh. And Yin's is sort of like 
Yall, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, it's sort of the Yall of, of the Pittsburgh. The of Pittsburgh. But they, they have coffee mugs, t-shirts, mouse pads, posters, all huh. sorts of things, you know, talking about the different Pittsburgh E's and Yin's is one of them. Interesting. Um, you know, Yin's ready for dinner, you know, that kind of, um, so Yin's coffee, I'm assuming that's what is named after. I'm sure it's not named after a guy named Yin. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Yin's. Yeah. <laughs> um... Oh, cool. Yeah, so Yin's Coffee on Fort Duquesne. And, uh, all right. Now the fun part, the phone call. <laughs> well. I was relying on you, Dave. Yeah, he wants to dress up like a little girl and dance the hula while you massage the feet of a retired dental hygienist. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Said something else, but I missed it. And then he's went on to Baby Shark. Sang Baby Shark. That must be, that's a mainstay. It always gets a reaction. Al must just be like, it gets, it's going to get a reaction. I'm going to go with Baby Shark. When I close my eyes, I can see myself riding in the desert on a tiny camel oh. with human teeth. <laughs> so whenever Al starts saying riding in the desert, Bermuda starts doing the kind of horse like clop, 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 uh-huh. clop, clop. And so um, if Al then says like, in a car or something. Then Bermuda stops doing that. Well, so Bermuda's doing the horse trot. And then when Al said tiny camel, the trots got faster as if it was like oh, yeah. a little tiny camel. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. <laughs> so I love that Bermuda's out there, you know, improvising and adding that to the humor. That is awesome, yes. Um, that I wrote that down because I did not want to forget that. That's awesome. Um, that, that was like, that was my pick of the night. That one little. <laughs> that, little, that, little that little bit of Craigslist. Yep. Not quite sure why I wrote, but, but at some point he said Derwiner Schnitzel. I'm not sure what that was in reference to. I think um, that the uh, Native American man was at a closed down Wiener Sch- Schnitzel restaurant. Yeah. Well, the Indian was also doing the Macarena. Macaleka High. Macaleka High, Macahiney Ho. And uh, something tastes like Cool Ranch Doritos. Black. <laughs> Yeah, the the this freedom smells like cool yeah. and cool ranch. Well, taste, tastes like cool ranch. Oh, yeah, something tastes like cool ranch. Yeah, Doritos. and he didn't like the taste of it because it was a blah sound. <laughs> and uh, the uh, I don't picture Al eating Doritos. Cool Doritos, yeah. I don't, I don't picture him eating Doritos or cool ranch or anything like that. I'm sure he eats very healthy. Yeah, I get that impression. And uh, we should ask him next time we talk to him. And. Uh, he was the person who put the empty carton of milk back in the refrigerator. <laughs> and uh, this is interesting. Uh, when he, uh, at the end, of it, he says, you know, that, oh, there's a barista is uh, staring at me. That part got incredibly loud cheers. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Yeah. It was, it was odd. <laughs> he sort of, he added a few words, too. Um, um I, I, I guess I, I don't remember what it was, yeah. but he sort of, it was a little bit extended. It was a little bit longer than normal. Yeah. Um, so that, so that was, uh, that was Craigslist. That was Craigslist. That was a really cool version of Craigslist. I really liked that. One of my favorite versions. I think it's just, it's evolved over, I, you know, I, you know, when we were first seeing the shows, it was completely different every night. And I think Al is just. You know, finding things that really work, yeah, and and putting them in there, yep. Like the the carton of milk 
is carton of milk works right always well. there. The, the baby uh, shark's baby always shark's there. Working, gets a good response. Um, yep. The Mechaleka hiney ho. Yes, you know, hi, I love that. So I think it's really cool to. Like, I guess if if Al were then to go in and record an album, like he's sort of workshopping it, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah. It, we're getting like some of the best versions of craigslist not that the other ones were bad but these are road tested versions yes yes um so then al decided to introduce us to his amazing band yeah he said one of the many reasons uh is to showcase the band and i don't know if you picked this up but uh but uh the stagehand hawkeye came out and he handed something to jim at this point I did not notice that. Yeah, I wasn't sure what he handed Jim, but he maybe a pick or uh, something for his guitar. Maybe uh, a set list. It may be a set list. <laughs> it looked like a set list, but maybe it was. It looked like something that Jim needed for his guitar. Okay. And uh, and uh, then he talks about how he met uh, John Bermuda Schwartz on the Dr. Demento show on September 14, 1980. Another one rides the bus. He met Ruben on Grinder. Yeah, he goes, uh, and my keyboard is Ruben. And Ruben like, starts hamming it up and bowing and, you know... Opposing, <laughs> and then Al's like met him on Grinder, and then you know Ruben's all upset. Yeah, and he met uh, Jim and Steve in 1981 at the wedding of his uh, high uh, as a high school friend high school friend's wedding in Newport Beach, California. And um, uh, yeah, they were performing, and nobody was really listening to them. But Al found them and um, immediately signed them to an exclusive 45 year contract. Yep. <laughs> Um, and of course, uh, that led right into Dare to Be Stupid. Yeah, Dare to Be Stupid. The where I tweeted out the high school friends wedding version. <laughs> I like that. Um, and uh, I did raise my left you hand. You did, or arm, arm and hand, arm and, and hand. I did volunteer. You did volunteer, yes. <laughs> and uh, I did notice that. And uh, this was interesting. You mentioned how, how the the dome up at the top. Uh, I noticed that at one point in the song, uh, and there's not too many of these, but uh, there were yellow lights that were up on the dome. And, uh, of course, it's the song is Dare to be Stupid. Uh, when I think of Dare to be Stupid, I immediately think of those yellow uh, jumpsuits. Oh, that, that yeah. They wear. So oh, cool. I thought it was cool that they threw in some yellow lights to, to remind uh, of those awesome Devo uh, suits <laughs> that, that they wear. There is a Pokeball variation. that has, I think it's like uh, yellow. I'm thinking it's maybe huh. an Ultra Ball. Uh, well, some some nerds in the the comments will <laughs> let me know. <laughs> um, or you could ask Jackie; she plays well, the Pokemon yeah. game. Or I could Google it or yeah. have Frank look it up. But uh, I'd rather let the nerds be angry or complimentary. Maybe it's the Great Ball. No, the Great Balls. I don't know. <laughs> the world may never know. Al started talking about how he uh, likes music from different eras, but yeah. his favorite is from when he was in college. Yeah, like, like new wave music, like Devo, which we just kind of heard a Devo pastiche. Oingo Boingo and the B-52s. But his favorite, <coughs> the Talking Heads. Yes. And he said, uh, you know, what if, um, um, was it David Byrne? Yeah, David Okay, <laughs> I couldn't read. It looks like I wrote, Davd. Uh what if he works at a soul-sucking corporate desk job to pay the rent? And uh, Dog Eat Dog. Yeah, Dog Eat Dog was the song. And there are a couple of things I picked up uh, is that this is the one, the song where the lights bounce kind of back, bounce back and forth between the stage. But also there are points where the light is sort of directly in front of Al. And it 
puts uh, Al's shadow onto the backdrop, mm, the back curtain. Very and it, cool. It looked really cool. Uh, those couple moments, and I did notice that, and, and maybe he maybe he's done this before, but it's, it's certainly something I wrote down and noticed is that in the beginning where he talks about the coffee cup, he sort of mimed holding a coffee cup like straight out. It oh, was, it was interesting. I just noticed it. I got distracted during the song because I noticed the um, the fan in front of you who was wearing the bucket hat and yeah. the, the Hawaiian uh, Weird Al merch shirt. Um, I noticed them typing into a Word document on their phone. I think they were keeping a set list. They were. I, I, I could see that they oh, were keep, they're keeping track of the set list on I their saw phone. that and it, it made me really happy because it seemed like it was eh, maybe like a teenager. Yeah, or, younger Younger I just thought it was really cool that a young fan is yeah. is you know cares enough about and, it. And it's funny that you brought it up during Dog Eat Dog because uh, I could see I could and and it wasn't distracting me at all. But uh, I could oh see. it wasn't distracting me, but I was <laughs> thinking about it, which was distracting yeah. me. How cool it was! It's funny that you brought up this Dog Eat Dog because this this person was uh, this this child this youngster teenager whatever was was typing in the songs and uh, for Dog Eat Dog. I noticed that they typed in "dog eating dog." <laughs> I don't know if they, it was autocorrected to that, and, and I was like, I, "They probably know what the real song, t- right. song title is," but it was funny. And then later on, I noticed that uh, they typed in a different song, and they had gone back and fixed the word "eating" and changed it to "eat." Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, I think I my my brain went uh, off, and I was like. If this, you know, I was just like, because I was thinking about when I was a kid going to Weird Al shows and obviously was there with his, uh, actually, I don't know if it was a guy or a girl. I didn't yeah, see I, their face. I didn't either. Um, but this person was there with their parents and their sibling. And uh, I just thought it was, I was just so happy. It made yeah, me so yeah. happy that like this, this family's there and they're obviously supporting the, you know, this person who's a, a big fan. Yep. And um, it just made me happy. Yeah, and I was it, just. That that distracted me. My mind wandering into like, I'm so happy looking around the audience and seeing these just loving families and people supporting their kids and oh, yeah, yeah. their hobbies and interests and I don't know, just a lot of a lot of nice stuff happening at Weird yeah. Al shows. Indeed. All right. Uh, this one he said was this one he he introduced the the song title and then he told the story about it. So he said uh, this is our our uh, an old favorite of ours called One More Minute. <laughs> and the reason he did that is because then he started talking about uh, about uh, how they were on the Dick Clark show when they were in the. He said Dick Clark's summer beach party sock hop hootenanny. Yep. <laughs> and then um, yes, he asked but, Bermuda, and I believe he said Bermuda said, "Oh no, it was the Dick Clark's Botox class management seminar." <laughs> That's what I wrote down. I don't know if I got it right. Is yeah, it, was, it, was, it was it was sort of. He, he, yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> I wrote down a Botox class action, and then sort of Al cut him off and said, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> don't go there. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so... Uh, he was talking about the first time that... Uh, or he was talking about that he was going to be on that show yeah. with one more minute, and uh, they recorded themselves in the ocean up Where they to lip synced lip-synced, uh, uh, and they knew they were lip-syncing because they were in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> But, and yeah. uh, he, after they filmed it a week before it aired, standards and practices from the network called him and said that uh, that line um, 
uh, clean Grand Central Station with my tongue. Yeah, needed clean to all be, the bat. Yeah, clean. Yeah, clean all the, the bat. Thank you. Grand Central Station with my tongue needed to be censored, and Al was like, oh, "Okay, what do you, I have to do?" And they were like, "Well, <laughs> nothing." We're, yeah, we're just letting you know. We're just letting you know. <laughs> so he was racking his brain for that week, trying to figure out how they were going to censor it. So he sat down to watch it, and uh, of course, uh, clean all the bathrooms in Grand Central Station with my beep. Which is even worse. And that got such oh, a that big guy reaction. Incre- yes. Because usually Al says beep and then like two seconds later is like, which is much worse. Right. But it was like it's, at least yes. 30 seconds of people just laughing oh, yeah. it was before insane. Al could, you know, give the punchline. And people the funny thing, yeah. And the funny thing is, I know Steve Jay's obviously heard the story before, but he was up, he's kind of slapped his head like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, um,. Then yeah, I was said, laughing, yes. The, just, the laughing in the audience was insane. It was incredible. Uh, Al, Al said, if you don't mind, we're going to play the filthy uncensored version. version. Yep. One more minute. And um, the, the same way that um, last time I saw him tell the story, which I believe was Paso Robles, um, was, when he said tongue, he sort of like enunciated yes, it differently. Yes. And I, I was watching him really closely for that line. And he sort of broke character and just, like, looked at the audience and said, tongue. Like, because, you know, he's yeah. singing and he's moving his hands and he's looking up. And for tongue, he just, like, broke character for a second and then went back to his normal uh, choreography or whatever. Yeah. Um, which was great. And then, of course, there were some audible people in the audience singing at the top of their lungs, <laughs> singing with <laughs> at the wrong time. Um, uh, <laughs> which is always fun. Uh, Darnell picked up this accordion again, and the audience went woo again. And he said, "It's back." And uh, then he said, uh, "You know, he's self-aware." Yep. And uh, some, he's like, "I, you know, when when people see me, they think of two things." And some guy yelled out, "Weird." <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, not that was the two things that Al was that people thought of him. Uh, Non-stop, non-stop sexual true. energy and uh great new is it uh, i'm trying gritty, to read. gritty raw authentic blues music oh okay american blues music maybe american blues music i'm trying to read my horrible <laughs> generic blues is the song and of course he said we're going to work some american blues American blues? It must have been generic blues. Gonna work some generic blues on you. Um, generic blues. Yeah. Blue lights. Blue lights. Those thanks to Dave and Ethan's 2000 Weird Al podcast. And also thanks to Ethan of Dave and Ethan's 2000 Weird Al podcast. Um, Al's shirt, the orange oh, yes. and the pink, was really oh, yeah. popping. It looked great. Oh, I don't think we even described the shirt, did we? <laughs> um, it's a. Uh, it's sort of a. Uh, would you say lime green? Yeah, it's 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 a, kind of a lime a green. Yeah, everything's fluorescent. To me. Kind of fluorescent with uh, pink flowers and pink and orange flowers. Yeah, um, yeah. Not not. It's not fluorescent. It's not like uh, reflective like that. But it's definitely under the lights. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, but yes, under the, yes, the the light the lightings for generic blues made the made the shirt really look awesome. <laughs> and still, those five seats next to you were still empty. So they were. People were not showing up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, he said, it's the part where uh, I always like to report on the part where he says, make it talk, son, I'll make it talk. And, uh, you know, 
Jim does his little guitar <laughs> yeah, when <laughs> when Jim started, Al was like kind of smiling and nodding yeah, along. Getting like along, he was really enjoying started it. Started going off the rails, and uh, and Al was just cringing and like about to cover yeah. his ears. And... He's like, "Okay, now make it shut up." <laughs> I thought that the audience actually gave that a good good reaction. Yeah, that was great. Um, then he uh, he said he got the uh, idea for the next song at Disneyland, and he asked, uh, um, "Who's been who's on?" Been to, He's been on the jungle. Who's been on the Jungle Cruise ride? He said, and there's a fair number of people, actually. Yeah, he said fair number of fair people. Number of people. And then uh, he'd still describe the right. <laughs> he said, uh, he said it. Um, it's Disneyland. It's been there since the park opened in the 1950s. And he said, well, and it's at Disney World too, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it is. I don't remember him ever making that distinction or, or talking about that before. Um, and I'm just waiting for Jackson Scoggins to impart some knowledge on us. <laughs> um, and uh, he wrote the guy's whole backstory in his head, and it was Skipper Dan. Yeah, Skipper Dan. And uh, this is interesting. I felt that uh, you always call the waterfall, but it's sort of the backside of water effect that, that's going on on the stage. I thought this was a really extended, longer one today. It, it looked was. really cool on the, uh, on I wrote, the backdrop. I wrote PSM Waterfall. Pretty stinky. It looked, it looked cool with the way the backdrop was and in this venue. I feel like the audience cheered for it. I think they did. I they think it was they definitely noticed it. The yeah, because it, it, since it was longer, I think it gave people that opportunity yeah. to notice what was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and just like the last show we saw for the African bull elephant, Al pointed directly at me again. <laughs> I missed that again. <laughs> I'm sure it was not a coincidence both times. I'm sure Al knew I was there. <laughs> Well, he said Halloween is just five days away, and uh, he's going to play the spookiest song in his catalog. It behoove me to play the spookiest song in the catalog. Yep. And, uh, you know, Al started saying that, and everything's always a joke that I was like, I wonder what he's actually going to play. Really? <laughs> I knew immediately what he's going to play. You know, the the way he set it up, I was expecting to get, like, something else. I don't know what. Really? But uh, I was... What song uh, is spookier than Nature Trail to Hell? Well, I, I didn't think it was going to be an actual spooky song. I thought it was going to be something like Let Me Be Your Hog or... I don't know. I thought he was going to do something that was not spooky. Um, <laughs> well, but he did. He said, just need a pipe organ. And uh, then he played his accordion. He said, no. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> we got Nature Trail to Hell. Nature Trail to Hell. Yes, Jackie was very excited to hear this. The we were, last wanted. couple of days, uh, Ethan's been asking us... Uh, what song we want to hear the most going in. And I don't remember what I picked today, but uh, I know for the last several <laughs> concerts... you wanted Airline Amy. Oh, I did want Airline Amy, which so far has not been played. Nope. And, uh, and uh, yes, Jackie's been saying Nature Tell the Hell every day, so... <laughs> she got it. She got it, finally. And uh, I don't know what I, I... I'm still trying to decide if I like hearing Bermuda scream... Um, yeah, it was or again, if, or uh, again, it was the pre-recorded the, screen. Yeah, it was really uh, interesting. Yeah, uh, absolutely, it was. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I, th- I, th- I think it's the Jurassic Park screams. At least some of them are from the Jurassic Park. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Um, but it, yeah, they definitely were pre-recorded. Today. I'm sure they're pre-recorded to save Bermuda's voice, <laughs> but I think I prefer when Bermuda does it. I just it's funnier to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I just love when Bermuda has uh, vocal parts. That's always my favorite. Um, yeah, so uh, I did notice uh, during that when that uh, crazy screaming track was going on, uh, Weird Al was making really wacky faces. I love those faces. And, uh, the faces are incredible. And this was another one where I mentioned uh, we, we had that uh, that bass, that sort of vibration sound in after the atomic bomb dropped in oh, yeah. Ground Zero. I felt that same sort of vibration sound throughout this entire song it was i don't know how to describe it but like the the bottom of my jeans were vibrating hmm. that's it was really weird so uh and this was interesting too uh i also pointed out uh i don't know if you if you noticed this or, or or ever pay attention to this but during that fake out part at the end of the song uh the lights turn blue and today uh the lights not only turn blue but they they uh did a reverse waterfall, a reverse, uh, like instead of going the waterfall effect or the backside of water effect goes down, looks like it's falling down. The lights look like they were falling up, so it looked like it was reverse. Wow, uh, I didn't notice yeah, any of that. Yeah, that was, that was a cool uh, cool effect, and I was like, oh, so they, they put the waterfall down, and now they've taken it back up. <laughs> I'm always transfixed on Al's um, hand on the accordion during that, because where it's like, do-do-do-do, it's like the... It sounds like maybe Al recorded his voice or something. Um, I always am watching him play that on the MIDI accordion. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to. Hopefully, I'll get another Nature Trail to Hell in the next yeah, few shows. If you do, uh, look for the blue lights. I'm gonna. Way. And I don't. I don't. Usually, they don't do the uh, reverse waterfall effect, reverse uh, backside of water effect, but uh, they did today. Oh, it looked cool. Okay, it looked cool. Um, Al said apparently he's got a new movie coming out next week and for the three people who don't know (laughs) he described it and um, talked about um, the new song yeah yeah, that's right (laughs) and there was no music fake out no yeah the lights went down and then uh, he said sorry we can't do that Uh, I signed an NDA sorry I shouldn't have brought it up yep and then he sort of he started to say, like, well, but to make up for it, the way right. he does for UHF, and then he kind of caught himself, and he said, well, I have mixed feelings right. about it, because it's rid- I thought they were going to play I UHF. Thought I thought they were going for UHF, too, and then, then I realized that, that he, he switched <laughs> it, and he felt, started talking about his speech about being redundant, yeah. because he already wrote a song about it. Uh, he did his little... Uh, you guys want to hear it? Uh, no, there was no like uh, wavering from the audience. People wanted to hear. I know it, it was really weird. I was to the point where I was like, "Is he going to do the?" Oh, uh, he still did though. He still did though. Oh, he turned, turned to Steve, and I guess Steve convinced him to ask them again, and uh, they did, and they cheered a lot louder the second time for Albuquerque. Yeah, Albuquerque. So uh, yeah, Albuquerque was the song, and. Uh, <laughs> The audience loved when he stopped and apologized for about the uh, hermaphrodite <laughs> language. And uh, thanks to special guest Jackie Rossi for fixing him on that one. That's right. Uh, they loved that. They loved that apology. Uh, I counted twenty-five donuts. Twenty-five uh, instead of Marionberry, we got uh, Dingleberry. So it's always a great day when we get Dingleberry. But I just wish we had Smogberry. Uh, Crunchberry, Frankenberry, Booberry. Um, I just wish we were at that 27. Well, there was... Uh, so close! Seems it's like 25. Uh, so, uh, cin- uh, one of the donuts was cinnamon rolls. 
Yep, the fourth and, donut. And uh, and we had mentioned cinnamon roll. Uh, that's what I had for breakfast. Cinnamon yeah, roll. me too. So that's uh, that was a shout out to Dave and Ethan from Dave and Ethan's 2002 Out Podcast. Our breakfast this morning. Yeah, he knew. Um, so Al started the song over. Do you? Have... I have a couple. Oh, I'm sorry. A couple more. Uh... <coughs> I, I I was reading this wrong. Um, for the part where it's I'll go check for bear claws, I heard the audience all yell. I'll go check. <laughs> I love it. I love they were it. really into it. Just, just that's just an example of how this was a rocking, really fun audience. <laughs> into it. Well, uh, oh, okay. now, oh, might as well do it. So uh, it's now time for the uh, Red Rump the Goody update. I know we had a theme song that. Red Rump the Goody update brought to you by Kellogg's. We got a sponsor. Wow. <laughs> Hope they paid a lot for that sponsorship. <laughs> they didn't. No. <laughs> they paid for the box that's holding up this mic. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, uh, the Red Rump the Goody update. As, uh, unfortunately, zero references to Red Rump Agoodies in this. Oh, uh, in this, I uh, thought for sure that he said it and I didn't hear it because nope. of the cheering. No, nope, I did not. Well, uh... One thing I did hear him say for his, uh, his what he calls his honey, his uh, sweetie. Sweetie pumpkin, honey muffin. And sugar waffle. I didn't hear waffle. I didn't know what he said, but then I heard Jackie say waffle. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Good enough for me. <laughs> sugar waffle. And then, uh, again, he did call out the guitar solo. He called out for a guitar solo. That is true. And uh, this was interesting. I was watching Ruben a lot during this, and I, I noticed that uh, it was he was very entertaining during uh, during Albuquerque. Oh yeah, because uh, I guess there's a, a extended part where he's not really playing uh, the instrument. Okay, and he's just kind of standing there, and uh, he, every once in a while he has some vocals he's got to throw in, but he's, he's just kind of standing there. And I remember he was just kind of like looking. He wasn't wearing a watch, but he was looking down at his watch, you know, waiting for. Oh time really? <laughs> <laughs> kept kept looking over at the tech on the side and was just kind of like just goofing around a little bit. That is silly. It was, it was silly. I love that. Being silly. Uh, and then yes, uh, Al forgot his place and uh, started over again. And, and this was a interesting. He, yeah. he sort of. I don't know if he just kind of flubbed it or. Yeah, it was. He's he's odd. like um, way back. I was just a little bitty boy living up back to the. You know the place. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he didn't say Jerry's Bait Shop, and he's, and then he sort of just, like, was almost rushing through it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's super fast. Super, super fast. Skipping, like, a little Skipping bit of stuff. Skipping fast. Yeah, it was And crazy. then um, much earlier than he has been doing, he yeah. went... Oh, I remembered it. As now. soon as he got to the part about <laughs> the sauerkraut is when he remembered that he yeah. ate it. Like a big old sauerkraut. Oh, I remembered. Yeah, so I don't know what I don't know if that was intentional or if that was uh, just. I think Al just misspoke and then it just sort of threw him yeah, off a little yeah, bit. And, I think I think you're right, but it actually, was kind of funny. I kind of liked that. Yeah, that he like. I don't believe it was intentional, but I think Al could intentionally do something like that, and it would be kind of funny. Just sort of to, yeah, to like, be like like I'm gonna rush through rush this. through the song and try to, try to see if I remember what the lyrics were. Yeah. So I like that. Um... All right, so Albuquerque has standing, oh, huge standing ovation for, Big one. Uh, for Big Albuquerque, one. and I could uh, tell, uh, I could tell, like I, I was could see uh, Steve very well, uh, and I could see this huge smile on his face at the end of Albuquerque. Oh, that's <laughs> it's, great! It's great. 
So, uh, yeah, so now it's time for the little pause between the uh, end of the, the show the and the pre encore. Yep. Um, this was interesting. Not a whole lot going on. Not a whole lot, a lot, a lot, whole lot going on, but I did notice that both Steve and Al, they usually exit off on Steve's side of the stage, but instead they went all the way over to Jim's side of the stage. Yeah, I guess um, because there wasn't a true backstage, um, that was sort of just where. That's where Melissa met Al because there wasn't a way on from stage left. Mm. Um, I noticed that. Um, I saw Jim pick up his normal guitar that he fiddles around with, and he also picked out a second guitar, hmm. a gu- electric guitar. Um, Bermuda was doing some kind of shtick with his towel, and I just I couldn't see him very well. Hmm. Um, and then I was like trying to f- see what Ruben was doing, and I couldn't see him at all. And yeah, he was all the way off. He was on... crouched down behind uh, Mike's, Mike the tech, uh, stage left tech, um, and he was doing dog shadow puppets. <laughs> and he was like, rah, rah, rah. I saw him doing this. But it was like, the audience, I don't think, could really see him. Maybe the balcony could. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, Steve was just chatting with Al. And um, so Al thanks everyone for coming out. And uh, before too long, um, Al gets handed by Hawkeye a guitar. Yeah. So I was really excited because I know there's like one song that Al does with the, when he's got the guitar. And that is, of course, the song Cinnamon Girl. So I was really excited that we were going to get Cinnamon Girl. And yeah. And we did. was the third time. Yeah. Not second time this tour, but third time... Lifetime that I've seen this song, and I know you were at all those shows with me, so uh, same for you. And um, yeah, he talked about that uh, over the pandemic, he he uh, wanted to improve um, self improvement, and uh, he said some songs just need two guitars. So he spent the last four or five months uh, working on it, and he's finally confident enough to play. Um, <laughs> and uh, the song was Cinnamon Girl. Cinnamon Girl, right, by Neil Young or Crazy Horse and Neil Young. And, uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh, and it was it was awesome. I lo- really enjoyed this version of Cinnamon Girl. I loved seeing Weird Al play the guitar <laughs> briefly. Well, and uh, he actually was playing it. He was. He, he, wasn't, was. Uh, he didn't have his fingers on any frets, but he was strumming he was along. strumming along. He absolutely was. Um, near the end. Not throughout the whole song, yeah, but near the end. Near there the was end. just definitely, one, definitely. one part where a couple times he strummed. But definitely, definitely. It seemed like it was more strumming than he's done in the past. In I the agree. Past. I okay. agree, yes. He's, he's a... He's been practicing his guitar <laughs> for four he's, or five he's months. Been, he's been he's been he's been getting better at it. And Al had a pick that he was using. Yeah. Oh, did he? I didn't. I couldn't see that. It looked like he was holding a pick. He probably um, was. I imagine. I don't know. But yeah, it was a uh, it was cool. It was a cool version, of Cinnamon Girl, and uh, very exciting to to see that song. Um, and uh, I'll said one last thing for you guys, and it was the unplugged medley. The unplugged medley. Yes. Uh, Unplugged Medley, of course, Amish Paradise, Smells Like Nirvana, White and Nerdy, Word Crimes, Yoda, and the Yoda Chant. And I do have uh, something about the Yoda Chant. Oh, so let's they, hear it. They, I don't have anything. anything to there. No. Okay, well, uh, I wish I could just, I know we've talked about whether or not I, I can pick Dave's Pick of the Night as, if I'm going to pick this last song, it has to be entire pl- Unplugged Medley, because... <laughs> The Yoda chant was incredibly great. The audience was 
digging it like crazy. Oh, yeah. Very uh, excited audience for Yoda there, there is one part in the Yoda chant where he goes, Okay, now you sit you know you sit yeah. <laughs> you do it. Yeah. Or everybody. He says, Everybody Yeah. After one of the Hawaiian chants or something and uh, yeah. the audience just dying laughing with that yeah. and everything. It was it was insane. Uh this was overall uh well I guess I got the official end time at ten forty four. Did you like my idea that when Al does the jump, that's the official end? That's what I counted the end as. That's what I did too. 10.44. Yep. 10.44. Uh, overall, this was such a great set list. And the audience at the Carnegie Music Hall was a great audience. I mean, they should they should hope every audience was like this one. It was a really good audience. Uh, great set list. I really enjoyed this show a lot. Uh, one more thing is after the... Uh, the official end of the show, they did sort of get up, gather up on stage, and they did get another group photo yep, together. Yep, they did. And uh, yeah, that was really. Uh, Jim and Steve took the you know their, their requisite yes. videos and photos, and um, it was great. Yeah, it was got cool. to chat with um, Jeff McClelland briefly. I cannot remember what we talked about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure because I was uh, I don't know if I mentioned this. I think I did. I mentioned I'm wearing the uh, the T-shirt uh, that. Uh, from the VIP poster that Jeff and the other Jeff dis- uh, designed. And uh, I think it was the other Jeff. I don't remember who the second artist was. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, designed. So I wanted to get a picture with uh, with Jeff and his artwork on my shirt. So I, I made sure I got one of those. And, uh, yeah, we were just chatting with Jeff. Uh, I think he wanted to go out to get some dinner, but we were really tired. <laughs> So I'm still tired, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, as uh, we're we're get sort of, sort of getting herded out, uh, uh, a friend of ours that we met last time we were in Pittsburgh, Amy, yeah, Amy Napierkowski, she did that, awesome, uh, she did that artwork. Yeah, great artwork. She came down. She was in the balcony. She said, and uh, she was looking for us because she knew she was we were going to be here, <laughs> but uh, I think we were sitting. Far enough under the ba- far enough back that from the balcony you would not see us in the audience. Uh, so yeah, it was great to talk to Amy. Uh, got to talk to her. Uh, we did uh, talk a little bit more with Allison out in the lobby. We went outside and we we're getting ready to head back to the car. And I looked- actually before that, um, I while you were chatting with Amy, I ran to the bathroom and I was walking down because it was downstairs and it's like marble steps and. I saw a folded up uh, event ticket on the stairs. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and I just, um, I don't know why, I just, I picked it up and put it in my bag. <laughs> it was a folded up, like, garbage, you know, ticket. Yeah, but it was like a, a weird out ticket, ticket, and yeah. I just, I don't know, I just was like, I felt compelled to pick it up. And I, I don't know why, but I did. I put it in my bag, and then I forgot I did it. I went to yeah. the bathroom, there was no paper towels, <laughs> and I came back and I joined the group. And um, now we're at where you were, Dave. Yeah, so we're heading out, uh, and uh, we're going to head to the car. And I look over, and there's this gigantic dinosaur statue. And I know Jackie is a huge, huge dinosaur yeah. fan. So I'm like, I'm like, do you want to take a picture with that dinosaur statue? And then she looks over, and she goes, of course I do. So we had to go over and uh, – and, uh, Take pictures with the dinosaur, and I'd... I know that was it wasn't a stegosaurus; it was like no, something so else. But it did... looked like a stegosaurus, right? Yeah, it was like, like a, a oh, neck. it didn't look like a stegosaurus. It was some sort of like really big brontosaurus type of thing. Uh, 
Wait, what's the Stegosaurus? Stegosaurus has the little, uh, little, little spikes on his back. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Yeah. And, it's uh, been a long time since <laughs> I learned about dinosaurs. Apparently, Jackie will know exactly what it is. I and and there actually it was sort of uh, named. You noticed it. There was a plaque that said it was sort of named after Carnegie. Yeah, it was. I I didn't even think to write it down, but it's like scientific name it was like Dio Model of Blue Dollar Carnegie, <laughs> <laughs> and it was discovered on July fourth. Really. Uh, 1899. I don't know why I recall that, but ah, okay. So, uh, intern Frank says it's uh, it's called Dippy the Dinosaur. Oh yeah, Dippy the but Dinosaur. Dippy is short for the scientific name. Yeah, D- Dippo. Oh boy, Dippiodocus Carnegie. The way Jackie said it, it, it sounded like good. But <laughs> that is, I, I definitely I, butchered that. Yeah, you did, <laughs> and I I couldn't do any better. This is special guest Jackie Rossi. I should probably stop and apologize for Dave and Ethan for not knowing the name of this dinosaur. What they were talking about was a a life-size model of a Diplodocus, um, but you can also say a Diplodocus. There are actually several pronunciations that are considered acceptable for this name, the name of this dinosaur. Not that they were remotely close at any point. Anyway, this particular uh, Diplodocus is Diplodocus Carnegie, and it's named that way because... Back in the day, um, what billionaires did with their money was they funded stuff like paleontological expeditions instead of like, you know, shooting cars into space or something like that. It was a better way to spend their money. Anyway, Diplodocus was a sauropod-type dinosaur, so it had a very long neck and a very long tail. This particular dinosaur is noted for being very, very long. It's about 90 feet from tail tip to nose tip. It has a long whip-like tail, which it probably used in defense. It's a sauropod-type dinosaur. And I think that's everything I've got to say about that right now. So we're heading back to your regularly scheduled podcast. But anyway, we went to, to uh, get some pictures of Jackie over there when we ran into uh, Josh and Morgan. Josh and Morgan. <laughs> and, and, and Josh said, I was like, hey, are you the guy who yelled at us earlier? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh, Josh was driving past us in the uh, parking garage earlier, if you remember. And he was the one that yelled at us. And he ran into us over at the dinosaur, coincidentally. And uh, yeah, it's... He's a listener. Listener of the podcast. Doesn't know who's who. He just knows that one of <laughs> he us knows is our Dave voices. And one of us is Ethan. Yeah, he knows our voices. <laughs> does not, does, cannot put the voice with the... Uh... I told him to close his eyes, and then I was I was going to... I said, this is Dave. And he's like, oh, so you're Dave. And I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't get to like... <laughs> I was going to do both of them and say which one sounds right. Um, and uh, we gave him some stickers and wooden nickels and... Um, yeah, it's great... Morgan, we took a picture with them, and uh, I saw in Morgan's lock screen a picture of a cat. I was like, "Cat picture!" <laughs> and uh, they they said that uh, they have a couple cats, and they named all of them after fruit. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> and uh, so they had um, the cat on her lock screen was Mango, and they also have a cat named Raspberry and one named Peaches. Aww. And uh, I was like, "Oh, well, so two of your cats got shoutouts tonight because." The raspberry donut, oh, and right. of course, uh, well, Peaches is, is the name of the lighting guy, but also 
Uh, everything is peachy. Damn. Um, you know, in Albuquerque, so. Nice. Their cats got some shout-outs. Just need a mango reference next. Well, at the venue that we went to in Roanoke, they had the mango steam mixed drink. So there we go. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But it was really nice to meet them. And while we were chatting with them, a random guy approached (laughs) our group and was like... This is the oddest request ever because this person walks up and he says, "I'm I'm a ticket collector and I accidentally dropped my ticket. Oh, he! Dro- I couldn't remember what he said. He said I actually lost I my, my th- ticket, and he said, "He said, and I just was wondering if if any of you have an extra ticket or have a ticket that you're not planning to keep, and if I can have it, and if it's not, it's okay." You know, he was sort of, sort of like desperate, like desperate, like uh, my last chance. I said, yeah. "Drop my ticket accidentally. I lost it. I was just hoping I could have something for my collection to, <laughs> for memory." And he says, "You were like, I have. Oh one. wait, I just picked one up on the floor on the stairs." And I, I was like, well, surprisingly, I have this uh, one that I found. It's folded up. It's not in great shape, but you're welcome to have it. So I guess that was why I picked it up. Is I, it's fate. I, it was yeah. amazing. <laughs> I was like, what are the chances? I, I wasn't going to give up my ticket. No. no I, um, I don't think anyone was planning on giving up their ticket. No. But it was, it was incredible that you just happened to have an extra one. I couldn't believe it. this person happened to need I one. I wonder if it's the one that he dropped. It, it, <laughs> it might have been. It could have been. I mean, he didn't seem like he was like, oh, this is the one I dropped. You know, right. He didn't seem like mine was yeah, folded he, or anything. He yeah. Just, he he just genuinely seemed like, oh, wow, I can't believe I actually, that actually worked. <laughs> I got an extra ticket. I can't believe it worked either. I can't believe it did either. Um, yeah. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> that was cool. That was a great, that was that was awesome. That was great. I can't remember his name. I don't think he gave us his okay. name. Yeah, he, we were kind of like all like chatting and, and he just sort of like, after he got it, he just disappeared into the yeah. darkness. <laughs> All right, well, that was our adventure at the other Carnegie Hall. That's right. So Carnegie that's Music Hall. The other Carnegie Hall. Not the one you're thinking of. The other Carnegie Hall. Yes, so that was amazing. That was actually, I had a really great time today. I loved the set list. I loved everything about today. It was an incredible, incredible It was a good one. Um, I'm not confident in my choice for Dave's oh. pick of the night. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I know. Because I have that's... to pick before you start talking about it, and I, you know. I went oh, with... you didn't pick it yet? Well, no, I have to pick before you go through and pick yours. I already picked mine. You picked it before we started? I picked it during the... Uh... I know, that's why it's not fair, because I have to pick... I have to anticipate what you're going to pick, because you haven't picked it yet, when I have to write down my guess. I'm confused, but I usually give my, my answer, and then you give your... Well, what you guessed. Yeah, but I have to make my guess, right? I have to write it down on a piece of paper. Have you before. done that yet? I did it. Okay. Be- you know, before we discussed all the songs. But it's not fair because you haven't talked to... You haven't made your decision yet. I you make your decision to... while we talk. Not always. Yeah, but tonight you did. You just said you did. Tonight I did. Well, yeah. I haven't actually made my decision yet. I've narrowed it down to two. Okay. Well, um... So don't tell me what yours is yet. Because I have to pick one. So let me tell you what my two contenders are. As long as you have a pick down on paper, that's that, that's all I care about. So uh, I know that's all you care about. Makes it harder for me. All right. So the two songs I, I I narrowed it down to uh, the one more minute. I really liked the uh, story <laughs> about uh, that Al told and the uh, the audience reaction to the uh, the tongue. Uh, 
and uh, the whole story in general. Um, and the other one was I was really I got really excited when I saw Weird Al come out with the guitar. Had the guitar handed to him. Uh, and I knew Cinnamon Girl was coming. I liked that. I like that song. I like the seeing Weird Al perform it. So Cinnamon Girl was my other my other top uh, pick. And I'm it's really tough because I could. You I have could, about eight seconds to decide, Dave. I could go to either one of them. Dave's pick of the night. I could go with <laughs> could go with either one of them. Sorry, Dave. And uh, Dave's not happy that I did that. <laughs> and by me, Frank. Gosh darn it, Frank. Frank will pay for that later. Uh, no, so uh, I'm not quite. Sh- I'm still. St- if you picked either one of these, you you probably won because it could be either one of these. I did, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh, oh boy, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna remember out of these two songs more. I'm gonna remember. All right, now I want Frank to play this song. Frank again. already played it. Well, Frank, Frank jumped the gun. I will remember more Cinnamon Girl and the amazing guitar work by Weird Al Yankovic. So that's Dave's pick of the night. Cinnamon Girl. All right. It's Ethan's prediction of Dave's pick of the night. Do you think people listening are actually invested uh, on what your pick is and what I guessed? I don't know. Or is this just us? This is... Oh, Ethan's prediction was Craigslist. Interesting. It was a very good Craigslist. It was a very good Craigslist. You don't usually pick Craigslist. I don't usually don't. Um, but I just I had to go with it because it, I, I liked it so much. It was a good Craigslist. <laughs> and um, yeah, I know well, you've seen Cinnamon Girl so many times before. You've seen One More Minute with well, the story before. Well, I've seen uh, Craigslist before as well. Yeah, but you didn't see such a good <laughs> Craigslist. I don't know. It was. It, there was. It wasn't there was a, clear. Was a, yeah. It was. It wasn't clear to me. What? Um, and you didn't even know when I had to decide what yeah. you were gonna. Well, I, I had narrowed it down to the two when you. I, I knew it was gonna be one of those two. And well, I, you should have told me so I could have got it right. <laughs> we don't cheat. We're not. This is. We're not Jeff McClelland. Yeah, that's right. Jeez. We're not making fifth graders cry. All right. Well, uh, that was a fun concert, and tomorrow we actually have an off day. Although we are going to drive all the way to Philadelphia to see an incredible. Uh, well, we're driving there because the concert is Friday. Well, the concert's Friday, but it happens to be that uh, there's a day off, and that day off just happened to coincide with a screening of Weird the Al Yankovic story. So we will be doing that. And we've heard a rumor that. Um, potentially some of the band and some of the crew may be attending that screening. Oh, that would be cool. Because um, when they watched it, it was on like a little monitor in a you know, little conference room. So now they, you know, this would be their opportunity to see it on a big screen. So we'll have to keep our eyes peeled, Dave, and see if we uh, <laughs> see any of our friends there. We know, we do know, Marnie told us she's not going because she's, she lives in, she in li- Philly. She's, yeah, she's based so out of Philadelphia. She's so taking she's the day yeah. to go visit Frank. Intern and Frank? You hear that, and you, yeah, you, you get concerned. But no, her uh, her very adorable cat is named Frank. Oh. <laughs> He's one of the good ones. <laughs> All right, well, we'll keep our eyes open, and I'm sure we'll uh, talk about it at some point on the podcast, our adventures in Weird Day and Quick Story. But our next uh, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode will be the Philadelphia concert. So uh, we'll see you then. 
That was Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast. Ridiculously self-indulgent. Bonus episode, 41 centimeters. Well, that's it. We just saw the show in Carnegie Hall, so that means the tour's over, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wrong venue, Dave. Someone needs to get Dave a tour itinerary.